Hey fellow surfers and how are you today? Welcome back to another episode of the Digital Wave. I think it's episode number 7 if I'm not mistaken. Thank you for being here and thank you as always for spending your time listening to us and contributing to us, giving your thoughts and feedbacks on how you feel Digital Wave should hit Sri Lanka and how digital Sri Lanka should be, which is the core theme of this program. Uh, as always, we're just going to quickly touch up on uh, last week's episode and how it was received. Uh, once again, thank you very much for a very good response for last week's episode with Mrs. Suranga Vijayaratna, who spoke very briefly about entrepreneurship in Sri Lanka, some of the issues entrepreneurs are facing, and uh, in his point of view, with his experience. Uh, how things are progressing on the entrepreneurship front uh, and uh, so on and so many things that he shared. Uh, I must apologize for the recording quality because uh, we did get a few feedbacks on it. Like I said, uh, this is a learning process. So what I want to do is I want to keep improving and hopefully we can maybe iron out some of those kinks as we go along and hopefully we can give you a better quality or better output uh, sometimes hopefully <laughs> with that being said and uh, well there's not much feedback because it was well received uh, for last week and was well received and it was uh, there were so many people who really want to now do their contribution to the program and that's what i really want this program to be where we bring people together to talk about tech and technology digitization in sri lanka and with that let's move on to this week's discussion slash episode. Hey everybody, thank you very much and once again after that very short break for joining us for this week's episode. And one thing I want to discuss, I want to touch off on all aspects of digital in Sri Lanka, but one thing that really stood out to me was how our behavior changed when it comes to how we read newspapers uh, as this corona crisis happened. How was the change? How was the change before that? And then suddenly there was a complete uh, overnight change. And now again, I see some other changes happening in that space. So in order to talk to me about this, I thought again, since uh, guests are the way forward for the digital wave, I thought I'd invite a very special and very important guest for me. Uh, she has been a leading uh, senior manager in a leading telco in Sri Lanka, looking after compliances, uh, compliance specialist, uh, and also program manager, looking after certain aspects of the digitization, uh, a certified auditor, and a person who has a wealth of general manager experience, who I felt was a voice of sanity when it when it would come to looking at some of these issues my best friend and my wife Tushani hi Tushani hi Asela well after that intro I have not much to add on to that but um, having of course gone through all your episodes it's a pleasure to join you today thank you for having me on your podcast Pleasure's all mine. Now, <clears throat> let's get to the crux of the issue. We saw post uh, pre-corona, when you look at newspapers, uh, obviously 
the consumption of newspapers and the consumption of news there were segments that consume news online and there were segments that loved the print edition of the newspaper but as the corona crisis hit and as as i always said the digital wave came crashing into sri lanka we saw that everybody was in lockdown and suddenly newspapers publishing houses very quickly scaled up into newspapers being delivered on whatsapp uh, digital editions of the newspapers being available so once again i'm zeroing in on all these people who used to say that this cannot happen and this couldn't happen and digitization was so long to go well it came overnight on that basis there was a behavior change and suddenly people started shifting to that but now as gradually the lockdown is uh, decreasing and some of the restrictions are being taken away we see that there's again a pull back to the normal way of doing things and newspapers returning back to print only sometimes i know there is a leading newspaper that uh, started off doing very well on the whatsapp front and now has completely reverted back to their print editions which is understandable i'm sure tushani can elaborate but uh, and then coming up with some digital offerings what we call a paywall so literally you have to pay to get access to that is that fair uh, do we do we need to move to all digital how does print media really react in this post covid digital environment tushani i'd like to know your thoughts on this okay so um you lo- touched upon a lot of uh, points there uh one thing is uh, going back to the printed copies well um some other studies that you've seen probably dating a little way back uh, i looked at one of the surveys and then that's done in actually in usa but it said 58% of the people preferred to go in for the print oriented uh version versus the 28 but then it was clearly uh, it's a clear indication even in that survey it was said that over 65 years they prefer the print material and uh, strangely 18 to 34 band they were of course saying it could be um, you know 50 50 which is also i think accentuated by some other uh, print media uh, report where they said the 18 year olds though they spend most of their time on uh, uh in front of a phone they actually preferred to get the marketing material in uh, a printed form which is rather a strange behavior but that was what it was so yes there is a set of people who will always want the print the look the touch and the feel as they say it uh, mostly yes over 65 or the senior uh personnel so i think that's that's where it is okay but that's that's an interesting take you took on it um over 65 but one one thing i'm ke- i keep coming back on is people's behavior changed from entire demographics and demographics that we thought would never get used to digital newspapers were comfortable maybe re- not maybe comfortable 100% but certainly comfortable reading their news on their phone or their digital device yet now you would have thought because they had such a captive audience as a printing house and as an organization uh, they would have continued that trend because you know that could be a new new way or new channel that they would have approached it but no 
uh, as soon as it was permitted they went back into print as and then again what you're trying to do is you're trying to encourage that older segment perhaps to go back to print in your experience as uh, a very senior leader in corporate how do you pitch that is that is that a profit call or is it because there's a distribution chain already there what what what's going on there so in my opinion uh yes you touched on that uh one thing is there is a distribution channel from the publisher house uh we also know that there is a, a guy who would have his his job would be just to get all the papers just there and then distribute it he would have four to five uh people uh, boys who would also uh, you know either cover a couple of lanes and then distribute the papers to the household so you're looking at from the publishers part the the vans that bring each of the different newspapers to this distributing center this center guy operating a, a staff of about four to five people who does the distributing to the uh, households then of course once the papers are read and done with then there is also a a segment of industries that use these uh, for example we have the botal patre karya who comes and collects all the old newspapers and they go back and then they sell it to all these uh, you know these beside places which gives different uh, this cashew nut selling people and all that so there is a set of industries that use these old newspapers then there are charity organizations some things like uh, you know disabled dog organizations which they request for old newspapers so the the chain just continues and you're looking at yes through digitization one thing we always uh, come up with the the, the obstacle for digitization is what are we going to do with the people who have the jobs so can you reskill or you can upskill those are the words that's used in corporates easily you are not going to lose your job you are going to be upskilled you are going to be reskilled and you are going to give another job but tell me how can you upskill or reskill a person who has his job is to collect all the newspapers in the center or how do you do that to a boy who's going to get into a bike take a bunch of newspapers and go and distribute it to household so there is a segment of people they can reskill into something else but what is the question mark so i think that's that's where you are i think that was your question as to why this reluctance may be um okay so you brought up some very valuable points and just a bit of context tuchani was in charge of uh, digitizing some of the key processes uh, for collecting customer details from Uh, subscribers for new connections as well so she comes with that experience as well so that's that's interesting so are we to say that eventually you know you can't digitize is it i mean this is something we kept on seeing i mean, we've done seven episodes now and this is a theme we keep coming back to in telemedicine uh, you know we we discussed telemedicine and this and doctors came up with the response that yeah uh, patients need touch and feel then uh, you know when we are discussing even mobile money people why aren't people taking up mobile money uh, no people like the feel of cash uh, grocery shopping which was one sector that was completely disrupted because of covid-19 and yet when you ask people why they're going back into stores no you know look and feel are we uh, touch and feel still digitally backward society is is that why we're doing this i'm just just trying to understand Okay so um we 
Sri Lanka is more of a cash, uh, when you take the society, we are more of a cash-based society versus even credit cards. We, when you take the card industry, we rather go for a debit card versus a credit card. Those are the stats that they are available uh, for anyone to see. So basically that, that tells you something that we believe in having cash. And if you take the cash society uh, before COVID, how many of us trusted to get on online and do transactions? I see millions of uh, sponsored websites now mushrooming on different, different products to be sold and all that. But earlier there wasn't such things. So uh, the bottom line is we are scared to do online transactions. That also given my compliance background, something that I would ask is, do you know that uh, on a mobile ecosystem, mobile money ecosystem or a, a card transaction, if you have, if you're certified for a standard called PCI DSS, you are certified, which generally gives you an assurance that your transactions are encrypted and safe. But how many people out there, when you go on, on a site, check whether they are PCI DSS standard? I checked that because I was one who handled it. So therefore, if I see a site that I want to order online and I see that they have the PCI DSS certification, then I'm a little bit more assured that my money transaction is not going to get uh, hacked or, well, it's rather encrypted or secure for me to do the transaction or put my credit card in. So that's because I have the knowledge, but we, most, most of the people don't know that. So with that, given the fact that we had, given the fact that we had, uh, have a, a, a liking towards cash, uh, with both in combination, people are reluctant to, you know, go online or go digital and, you know, pay online. But unless we are forced to, which is what COVID did. Uh, one more point, I think those are valid points, especially on the PCI DSS front. And, uh, and maybe we can come back again and actually talk a little bit more about compliances in Sri Lanka and uh, how for digital to thrive, how it should be built on compliances. I think that's an important topic we can touch on. But uh, one point that I see uh, this is something that uh, certain business individuals also gave us a feedback on is that they would like to look at tenders now if you pick up the daily news they have the tenders and I mean usually they get comfort by taking those tender notices either photocopying them or pasting them or maybe the tenders themselves have the the form or, or the uh, you know application forms or the compliance forms or whatever so then, you know, you, that can't be replicated on digital. And certainly even, even the tender notices themselves sometimes. I, I say this because tenders also play a very big role in sometimes people buying newspapers, physical newspapers. Uh, they're reluctant to maybe put it on a website, although sometimes they're mandated too. So again, we're, we're just circling back into that topic of do, are we unwilling to change or is it just that you know, because, yeah, COVID did it, it's a pause, now we reset, we reset back to where we were. I is, it, is it an age-related thing? But again, I think you made out a very important point of kids as well, who are, who are supposed to be digital natives, who are supposed to be growing up digital. They also prefer not being on the screen all the time. Is advertising also a, a, a part of it? Because, listen, somebody can... I can come up with the argument, listen, 
you really don't need a person to spend 50 to 60 rupees to buy a newspaper when that newspaper has already paid for itself with the advertising but yet you make the customer go through this process even digitally now uh, there's a leading newspaper that started to um, do whatsapp based uh, edition of their newspaper but i think i did the price comparison it was like a 10 rupee difference so really that's not a value addition to the customer if you look at it that way they rather go out to a newsstand which is more accessible than you know go whatsapp again so mishmash of problems is it because that we are also as corporates unwilling to go to that push because it's easier what do you think uh, from a corporate point of view <laughs> well um from a corporate point of view i think you know uh, more than a corporate point of view i would say uh, it's a lot of things like uh, we don't have a data privacy act right how much of tender when you take the tender notice part of it sometimes people prefer to cut uh, uh, in a hand hand over a physical piece of paper because you're handing it over from a to b and you know that c doesn't see it but you don't know whether if you share it on some digital media or some social media how will it get you know checked uh, uh, you know taken by someone else can someone access my phone and see it that kind of thing so yes data privacy acts awareness of different standards that actually can you know give you encryption um maybe uh, a bit of i think from the 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 industry itself that needs to come but then having said that globally also there is still uh newspapers being printed though there's digital copies as well right so there's a quite a large number of newspapers in circulation so that that's never going to go away but ha- sri lanka have we gone into have we capitalized or optimized on the digital portion no we haven't done that obviously because we were waiting for something like covid but uh, now that it happened we can there will be a section who goes through and also something i read somewhere was that um though they say yes digital magazines or newspapers your focus uh, is better when you actually see something printed because you can actually you actually you know sort of uh, bond with it while you're going through it whereas in the digital copy you tend to scan through and not really absorb maybe everything that should be there so that's probably from the fa- coming from the fact that as humans we started off reading on physical matter right not on digital so it could be one of those things it's a behavior pattern or it may be inbuilt into our genes but that's also a part so you can't completely do away with the printed pe- uh, matter of it that could be the reason why the 18 to 34 now prefers you know all these media the email marketing and all they prefer to have the physical because they probably can focus better on what's been said versus the digital copy so that kind of sort of correlates so i think that's that's what it is hmm some interesting interesting points um uh, i think that's our program thank you very much for taking the time to join us tushani uh, from your busy day and uh, thank you very much for listening in interestingly just before our program started we we ran a poll on twitter on what do you prefer uh, digital or print and overwhelmingly people voted digital but let me flip the script perhaps it's because everybody who was on digital only voted for it never thought of it but maybe maybe that's the reason and 
just like that we are going to leave it on a cliffhanger because that is what it is because some of these topics have to be open and i look forward to your feedback as well uh because that's how we keep this program running because i want your we we are sustained and we the fuel that keeps us going is your thoughts your feedbacks your criticisms your bouquets anything because this is a topic that needs to carry on not only after this podcast but questions that you should ask especially when you're looking at digitization not only for print media or newspapers but for anything else so on that thought ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining the program and uh, i hope you have a splendid friday god bless all of you and serves up everybody and thank you for joining the digital wave cheers <laughs>